0: Hello and welcome to University Challenged with me, your host, Tony Kent. Now, if you've got university offers on the table for a degree in the career of your childhood dreams and you decide that uni is no longer for you, does that mean that the dream is over? Not for Charlotte Gray, it didn't work experience in a veterinary practice post A-levels proved to Charlotte that she wanted to immerse herself in the day-to-day life of caring for animals, rather than spending three years at university. In this episode, Charlotte illustrates a route into veterinary nursing that isn't often talked about at school, demonstrates the value of getting that first foot in the door, and proves the power of an apprenticeship. Hi Charlotte! hello thank you for agreeing to come on university challenged oh, thank you um, i'm so excited to be here oh brilliant and i'm really <laughs> glad um you are and i hope i'm okay to say this you're the first person who as parent has also been on the podcast yes yeah <laughs> yeah um check out the episode with james gray if anybody would like to um hear that but this is all about you so for the listeners today and the listeners to come, could you please share your name and what it is that you do for a living?
1: Yep. So my name Charlotte Gray. I um, work at vet to pets in Newbury and I'm currently a second year student veterinary nurse doing the apprenticeship
0: route. Fantastic. Um, now, you might have always known that you wanted... take this path in life, so let's find out. Um, Can you take us back a bit to your memories of secondary school?
1: Yeah, so secondary school for me um, was was very interesting. I very much went down the um, arts route compared to the academic route throughout majority of the school. So I was doing a lot of music, a lot of sports and a lot of art but my passion always has been animals ever since i was five years old playing with the little animal hospital um (laughs) little figurines and stuff i've always known that i wanted to work with animals so i always thought about that every single time i was doing stuff um during our GCSEs a levels everything like that it was always kind of the animal based stuff but as a hobby i always did music and i always did kind of sports and
0: stuff as well Right um and like you said you knew early on that you definitely wanted to work with animals did you know what that would look like did you have an aspiration to be like say a veterinary nurse or an equestrian <laughs> farrier or something else
1: um not to start with so obviously i i grew up around horses i grew up with dogs cats every single animal under the sun kind of thing um, I always knew that it was animals that I definitely wanted to be around. I first thought horses would be a really good thing to do because they're really interesting. Um, and then when I got the cats and the dogs, I kind of leaned more towards the veterinary side. But I always thought there was just veterinary surgeons, not yeah. veterinary nurses, receptionists, veterinary care assistants. So going through them getting neutered, them going to the vets and having such good caretaking from then i realized obviously that that kind of side was the thing that i was more interested in
0: and was that reflected in your gcses what did you take oh that's a good question that's a few years ago
1: uh i took quite a lot of art stuff so i took art music uh biology i did double biology okay double maths statistics yeah uh, media um yeah history, humanities I did quite a couple of extra stuff as well just because they were quite interesting to do but um, the main stuff you need actually for doing this course doing the course that I'm on is biology, English and maths so the staple ones that you have that you do as a core thing they they, that's what they accept and they're happy with those ones. Great
0: Um, so when you came to take your GCSEs what was the next step for you what what was on offer at school is there a sixth form where you went to school or was it college what, what were the options presented to you
1: so our,
0: the school that
1: I went to at secondary school they did have a sixth form attached to it there's obviously um many other places you can go there's many six forms colleges and stuff like that I decided to stick at sixth form at the school that I went to and I took a variety of subjects I took music technology uh, BTech business and mm-hmm. biology so yeah. academic and arts again um yeah and I thoroughly enjoyed them all and it was very interesting to do but mm. to be honest it hasn't I don't use them as much as I would like to for music technology yeah. side which is obviously a good hobby of mine but yeah for the academic side in where I work now I do use the business and I do use the biology quite a lot I yeah. didn't think about college it wasn't something that I thought about I always thought sixth form was the only way to go yeah because they didn't during our GCSEs talking about higher um, education they never Mm. discussed kind of college at my secondary school it was always sixth form for it
0: interesting and um, one thing that struck me actually that you said which is really I guess refreshing to hear in in some ways was that when it came to like you say, taking extra GCSEs and then choosing the subjects you were going to study at sixth form, there's a, a, a big emphasis on subjects that you enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is because people say, I just had to attend, so I had to pick the, the thing that was least unappealing to me. <laughs> um but For the kind of music and creative side of things, Um how does that play out? Maybe outside of your job, because you said you, you don't use sort of music technology within uh, the veterinary practice. Although that said, a friend of mine's a veterinary nurse, and she sings the Grand Old Duke of York to calm dogs. So <laughs> maybe you know you could have a mashup in the veterinary practice. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um- so I obviously I don't use the music technology side during work, but I so when I was younger I used to um I travelled and I'd done music tours and stuff outside of country. So I traveled to Prague, Italy, um Austria, stuff yeah. like places like that. And we travelled doing band stuff singing doing choirs um I did an orchestra I did the Berkshire Youth Orchestra so I traveled yeah. around doing stuff like that so I'd performed in the Royal Albert Hall as well wow so um yeah it's just mainly a hobby and it's just something that gets your mind off of work and gets your mind off all that stress and you can just decompress just doing all of that instead
0: well and I guess that shows doesn't it that there is a, a role for it. There's a role for it to play, actually, whilst you haven't gone on to be a professional musician. It is your outlet, and we all need one of those. What did you play? What do you play?
1: Uh, I played double bass, so I chose the biggest (laughs) instrument I could.
0: (laughs) Please tell me you've got, like, a mini or something. (laughs) I used to. I genuinely used to have a mini, so, yeah. Excellent. Um, Right, so you've done GCSEs, You've got your A-levels, B-techs. What happens next? So during sixth
1: form, we had uh, an assembly, so a meeting every single week, and you'd sit down and you'd discuss the plan going forward. We, If you wanted to do an apprenticeship route, you got taken into a separate room, they got discussed. Whereas <laughs> if it was very much university-based, we want you to go to uni, we want you to... that higher education get a degree and you'll be amazing at whatever job you do i thought i was going to go to university so i was in that bigger group sat down listened to it all applied for universities they didn't tell us anything about apprenticeships and that you could obviously get really good jobs doing an apprenticeship instead of just going to university because everyone learns differently so for my course you can do a degree and you can do an apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. I'm more practical based, which is why obviously I love the arts and stuff like that. Yeah. So I found that for me, that was the best course of action to do. But obviously, I did think about the university as well.
0: Yeah. So what what would you have, um when you applied to university, what course did you apply to study?
1: It was a veterinary nursing foundation degree. So wow. okay. um, they have quite a few places dotted around um, the country that do them. Yeah. Um, I, did, I did get into them. So I did get unconditional and right. conditional offers to go to yeah. them. But yeah. I just decided I'd like to learn more about the industry first and actually get my hands on in the industry before deciding to do university or not
0: to do university. And what um, was there a moment that prompted that decision with you? Um, I think it was as soon as I got my A-level results. I yeah. just decided, and
1: I was like, I don't want to sit in a classroom for another three to four years yeah, and sit there for those three to four years and where I could be out and I could be gaining all that experience. Whereas if you're sat in a university... You yes, you get that university life and you get that social life, which is yeah. really good for some people. But you don't get that practical, hands-on experience that you
0: you definitely need for the job that I'm in. Mm. And so, and how did you um, approach it, getting hands-on and and starting to explore that career? What was, was your intention to? explore it a little bit and then go to university? Or had you found out about the apprenticeship route?
1: So um, to actually apply to do the university, you have to have four weeks worth of work experience at a veterinary practice. Okay. So you do get your kind of experience there Mm -hmm. where I did find out a little bit about the apprenticeship route. Mm -hmm. I wanted, well, my first thought was do a year of working in a veterinary industry And then possibly go to uni afterwards. Mm -hmm. As soon as I started, um, I started as a receptionist. So I started on reception, learning all of that. And I decided Mm -hmm. this is the way for me. I'd rather do the apprenticeship route. And it just clicked as soon as I started working Mm -hmm. in that field. That was the best way to go for me. And how did you get the receptionist job? I um, I did a week's worth of work experience um, in the January before I started. They were kind enough to let me come back every Wednesday after school to do more work experience. So I basically wow. did weekly work experience for, yeah. um, for about seven months. And then yeah. a job came up. I applied for the job. And obviously, because mm-hmm. they knew me, they knew how hardworking and stuff I was as well. They offered yeah. me the job. So that's how I got it. <laughs>
0: Well, and that, I think that does kind of show some real... Obviously, like you say, you wanted to do that. You've wanted to work in this sector since you were very small. But I think there's something about, I don't know, maybe the way that you think and approach challenges That to say, well, I'm going to do weekly work experience. I don't know that many people would think to do that.
1: No, I, I mean it was something that they offered me. So I didn't go out of my way to ask if I could do it, but they did say, if you'd like to come back, we're more than happy for you to come back. And during those two, three hours that I was there each week, I saw so many things and I saw so much that it was like, wow, this is definitely what I want to do. And it just just became crystal clear that this was what
0: I would love to do for kind of the rest of my career kind of thing. And do you think, doing it in that way kind of takes some of the pressure off in that you were kind of there observing like you say a couple of hours a week you were doing it as work experience there wasn't that I'm having to commit to yeah four years of study or you know being fully employed it gave you that opportunity to just really think about is this what what I want to do.
1: Yeah definitely I definitely found it was a good way to kind of dip your toe into the water see what Mm. it's like and then if for example if I decided I didn't like it it's not like I had that commitment or the university fees or anything that I'd have to think about afterwards it was Mm. definitely a a really good way of looking to see if a veterinary practice was the best way to go forward or if an equine practice would the would be the best way to go forward
0: yeah and how did you go from veterinary receptionist to starting your apprenticeship
1: so I started um, as a receptionist in September September 2019 Mm -hmm. they applied um, well they put out a job advert a couple of months later for a veterinary Mm -hmm. care assistant which is a mixture of reception duties and also caring for the animals. So you're not a veterinary nurse, but you do a lot of animal handling. You see a lot of the stuff that happens out back. And Mm. it's a really, really good way to kind of see if nursing is what you'd like to do, you don't have the responsibilities of yeah. being a veterinary nurse, but you do see a lot of the experience. You do see what they can do. Mm-hmm. So I did that for a couple of years. I spoke to one of my bosses and said, I'd really like to be a veterinary nurse. They said, fantastic. Yeah. And they applied They applied for me to do it as an apprenticeship um, at a college. So I do day release, one day a week, I go to college, and the rest of the days I do um, at work learning as I go it has um, I'm second year now so mm-hmm. I've got one more year to go but um, yeah you learn so quickly on the job and you, you get so much
0: practical experience that it's really yeah. good and how would um, like you say there are two different routes where you come out um, with an, an equivalent qualification whether you do that via the degree or the apprenticeship do you know how the two differ in terms of that split between working in a practice versus being in a lecture hall
1: yes so the degree route you do come out of it with a degree at the end of it which means if you wanted to you can go and become a lecturer or you can kind of teach people instead of doing just veterinary nursing with the apprenticeship you you can teach as well but you do have to do a top-up which you yeah. can do whilst you're in practice as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but both of them, you become a registered veterinary nurse. So you're on the register. You both, you can do the exact same amount unless obviously you do top-up degrees or top-up qualifications or anything like that. They are in practice the exact same. You're the exact same kind of person.
0: Yeah. Okay. And um, I guess the difference being is that you've got a job and you're being paid. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. So you don't have to then find a job once you've qualified because yeah. you have a job. <laughs> um, and what what are your kind of thoughts about once you qualify, do you have a sense of what, what's next? Um, I have thought about it. So um,
1: I think once I qualify, I'm definitely going to settle into my job take a year of experience. Um, I did actually speak to my boss about it a couple of months ago that I'd quite like to do one of the top-up qualifications. So I had become an advanced veterinary nurse instead where you um, basically, you can choose between medical, surgical and practical. So you okay. get more experience and more knowledge within those three sectors. I think I'd quite like to do the surgical route because I love surgeries and I love watching the surgeries, participating in the surgeries. And um, I think it'd be a really good way to kind of build my knowledge more on that. I think it's a one-year course for that. So you become an advanced registered veterinary,
0: veterinary nurse after one or two years. Right. Well, and it's kind of like you say, I didn't appreciate that there were so many different roles within a veterinary practice or that the veterinary receptionist has duties beyond kind of, you know, dealing with your customers and booking their pets in. Um, And and the advanced veterinary nursing as well. I think there is probably, it's one of those things you don't know until you're in it. You don't get to see those differences. Um, And what would your advice be for somebody who is, kind of thinking about, you know, what their options are, would like to consider a, a career in your sector? I'd definitely
1: say contact every single vet around your location. If you're willing to travel five, 10 miles as well, contact as many vets as you can. Ask for work experience, see if they're happy for you to become a Saturday girl or something, getting work experience on a Saturday or a weekend. And if you do think that you'd like to become a veterinary nurse, Definitely apply for a reception role because you can work your way up from that. So you can become a veterinary care assistant and then possibly a student nurse. And it's a really good way to get your foot in the door and see some experience, see what it's like working in that industry. And then you can go from there and if you'd like to do it or not.
0: Brilliant. It's been really um, fantastic to have you on the podcast. And um, I'm just excited to hear actually, we'll have you back on when you go and uh, do your advanced qualification. yeah, um, that'd be thank lovely. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for um offering me some of your time today. Thanks. No worries. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the University Challenge. Now, did you know that we have got a playlist? Yes, we've got anthems where everyone Who's gonna guess on University Challenge put forward a song that they think epitomizes their attitude to life. So head to the YouTube channel which is at University Challenge and check out the playlist there. You can also find more on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. Simply put in University Challenged. And if it doesn't come up, I need to work on my SEO. Thank you.